Hey guys, welcome to our podcast where it has to be said. My name is Elvis. And I'm Denise. Baby, let's talk. Let's talk. So, today's a different turn of events. Um, we put a pause on the money talk for a number of reasons. For those who have been following along in the struggle of the last few episodes. Oh, the um, haters. Uh -huh. um, you know, it's been a lot been happening and... Um, I don't want to say we were getting discouraged, but um, I think in combination of everything, it's easy to kind of like just fall out of the habits that we were we were creating because we were. We spoke about that in, in I, our last podcast. I know, but I want to open again on, on this. Can you see this? He's rushing me. So, anyways, and in the last episode, it was me and Ellie, so we did not speak about any of this. Okay. But anyways, but I did get a message on Instagram. From someone who I guess has been following because they made mention of of something that we spoke about in a previous episode. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to read the little message we received from this person. And that's going to be our conversation because it kind of sparked a little bit of a of a dialogue in between me and Elvis. And um, yeah, so I'm going to read it. Go ahead. Since... I'm repeating stuff. Do you remember like two episodes before I was doing that? And you were like, we already said that. No, That's why I, I was saying it. Yeah, no, I didn't. It's all right. Go ahead, babe. No me saques. No, 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 no. Stay, stay in the channel. Stay mm. focused in the message we're going to talk about. So it says, hello, Denise and Elvis. Although I don't assume you, uh, uh, although I don't assume you guys would have experience in the subject, I wanted to know your opinion on divorcing due to family violence and cheating. My parents are pastors, and my mother encourages me to try and work out my marriage, even though both of those are involved. You've mentioned it a few times in previous podcasts that those are the things that are an exception to staying married and was hoping you could expand. Questions. How long should I wait for my partner to change if there has been infidelity or abuse, including emotional abuse? And how do I present myself to the public, specifically my church, if I'm going through this private situation, do I owe explanations? Thank you guys for all the pod talks. Heart emoji. Thank you for asking for being brave and just reaching out to us. Yeah. So when I got that message, I was like, wow, you know, um, you know, people are going through things because we're not we don't live in a bubble. But when someone reaches out for an opinion, it, I think it takes courage. Right. Absolutely. And we spoke about vulnerability a few episodes back. And it takes being vulnerable to say, you know, things are not going okay in my end and I need help. Yeah. So kudos to you for writing that and sharing that with us because, you know, you don't know us from a hole in the wall. And we appreciate that you would even value our opinion, right? So anyways, with that being said, full disclaimer, Elvis and I have not divorced. Um... We were in, we had considered and we're going to go that route so we can speak on our experience um, about it, um, but we're not divorce experts. Um, I think we all, we both know people that have gone through divorce um, and we've seen. Family and friends. You know, yeah. I think we've seen enough in life to kind of. People inside the church. Outside of church. Outside of church. Um, leadership, non-leadership. Yeah. Um. I think we've seen a lot of it. <laughs> and I feel like we've seen it more now. Yeah. I feel like it's almost like a domino effect. Once you see someone do it, not that it becomes a trend, but 
um, in a sense, it's kind of like, oh, so if this person did it, then then it is okay. I think you know, and lot- it kind of follow, trinkles down a bit, a little bit in a sense. I think it is a lot more normalized nowadays yeah. the divorce, especially within the church. Uh, I feel like back then, um, it doesn't matter what was happening behind the doors, right? We didn't have social media back then, so if something was happening, um, nobody really spoke about it. And nobody really knew. I mean, it's not that's public now, but now you see a lot of people that are actually willing to talk about what they've been through or what they're going through now. So I think that's why it's like people like, oh, they, mm-hmm. they divorce so we could divorce too. And, and again, this is just our opinion based on our thoughts, our beliefs, uh, our experience um, is not necessarily something that you should or shouldn't do, right? You have to I my personal opinion is seek God and, and see what he could guide you to do, right? Right. Like I would never tell anybody do it, right? Just divorce them. Like that would never be my initial Or just stay with them. Or just stay with them. It's kind of my conversation with you when I'm speaking to you, you're like, you do what you what you think is best for you, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, who has to live with the decision that you're gonna make is you. But backtrack a little bit. No, no, I'm saying well, in general. Well, but backtrack. No, I just want to go backtrack yeah. to what you're saying because when you did bring up the question was which was immediately my first response was like leave him, right? That yeah, that, he that did. was he did say that. that. Was, but I mean that wasn't my last answer. But my thing was like ah no leave him. He's hitting her like forget about it. Whoever you have around you, if they're not giving you the same message of break up, break up, break up, then they don't freaking love you. Right. That was my thought process immediately. Right. Um, because you know, I did go through that, right. When I was with my mother and and my stepfather, I mean, years ago before, you know, I mean, I was a little baby. Um, and we know we were just talking about this, me and my sisters, uh, because my aunt passed away. So when we were driving over there, my sister asked me, she said, yo, you remember our stepfather? I said, of course, I would never forget him because I remember that he would always obligate me, put me on my knees and top of rice to learn my ABCs when I would not behave. Mm-hmm. So I was able to be exposed to this type of stuff and as a child, right? And, and me be like, mom, like, why are you still with this guy? Yeah. Like he beats me up. He beats all my sisters. So it's like, you know, and this is just me, part of my experience. But again, I don't. I was never in her shoes. Right. Right. I. I. I was just a victim of of me being just a child in that midst of that relationship. But I was never um, the spouse. I was never the husband. So I wouldn't know what it is to be in those shoes. Right. right. But my thing was always like, Ma, like, don't you see this? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was abuse. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I was going there. So that was what I'm saying. Like you were saying that. So coming from that, like being witnessing that, your immediate response was like, "Be done with this person." There you go. Yes, that's, that's, yes. You know? That's why I kind of just reacted to that immediately. And it's funny because somebody else um, spoke to me about a similar situation, not exactly the same, but about divorce. And with that particular person, I was a little bit more lenient towards. I'm not sure if you're asking the right person because I'm a little bit um, stubborn or rebellious when it comes to stuff where um, if you don't want to be with me, okay, so I'm going to make it work to you back, right? Yeah. A lot of times I can react that way and I'm like, I don't think this is a, I'm the right person to ask, but I'm here to listen, right? So I was able to open up to to kind of listen to the situation and based on, we knew we were going to talk about the podcast because somebody asked us. Um, you asked me what would I do in this situation. Mm-hmm. So I just started looking for God and, and, and really 
um, praying and saying, babe, we kind of have to figure out how could we address this situation. I told him that. But anyway, he agreed <laughs> to what okay. I said. But, but, okay, so because he said biblically wise, um, you know, I know you mentioned your parents saying and encouraging you to, to continue making the marriage, marriage work. Biblically, um, there's not a lot of reasons or explanations as to reasoning for divorce, right? Um, but one of the reasons was for sexual morality. So cheating is is is, is a valid reason based on the Bible um, that speaks on of of you know separating, right? Because that that's called adultery and that breaks already the covenant that you you made when marrying that person, right? So there's adultery. Um, there was um abandonment mm -hmm. so and 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 in the bible it speaks of like if the unbeliever leaves or it gives you like an ultimatum like is me or jesus so this is like often for like maybe someone who you know i mean technically biblically wise we're not supposed to marry uneven unequal yoke someone who doesn't believe in mm -hmm. jesus it's hard to whether it's christianity or any other religion i think it's very difficult it can be difficult to be with someone who has no similar beliefs um, than like than you do, because at 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 some point it might bring friction, right? Like absolutely. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of a of. And a, I think we want to also our conversation of today, and we could probably have later on dialogues about something else. But our conversation is not only answering right the question that we were asked for, but we also want to focus on a relationship that is Christian, that is based on our background and our beliefs, just to kind of be clear, yeah. right? If you want to talk about something else, not believers, then we could talk about that another time. But right now we want to focus on what we believe and what the scripture tells us and what we follow Which on this. Which is what I'm, I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's the second reason. So if like an unbeliever or if you happen to, you know, be married, become, get married and then learn of Christ. And then that person's like, yeah, this whole God thing is not a vibe for me, mm -hmm. and I'm out, right? Or, um, and this one, it was kind of like, um, because it's in the Old Testament, and there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I, I'm in the time, I'm in the period of grace, mm -hmm. the New Testament. I don't know how many would want to see it, but I found it so interesting because Moses permitted divorce because of the hardness of the heart, mm -hmm. and I think that is one of the key reasons why so many people now choose to divorce because of the hardness of the heart. Cause I was reading, I was researching like top reasons for divorce and mm -hmm. a lot of it was lack of commitment. Yeah. And that kind of ties into your heart, right? Because if you have a cold heart towards somebody for, for whatever reason, there's no getting into that heart, mm -hmm. right? Unless you're willing to really let the guard down, which kind of also tilts, still ties into vulnerability. So those are like the three reasons why um, divorce would be permitted. Now, is it something that God wants for us? No. No. Right? Um, God does not want us to divorce. But there are so many other things that we do in this life that God doesn't want us to do, and we still do it, right? Because ultimately we have free will. And so now you're in a position where you commit to this person, and it is nowhere near... Where you, you where you thought it was going, right? Now what? You've cheated on me. Maybe you've hit me once, but you verbally antagonize me and speak down on me on a daily basis. What do I do now? That's the question. Oh, you're asking me? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
No, I was just letting you talk. <laughs> um, let's let's go back a little because bit. Because our question everything. was how long. Do you stick it out? Man, when I was thinking about all this, and you sent me a great video, by the way, uh, a great preaching uh, that would speak a lot about this. And, and again, my questions outside with with other people we were dealing with. I, I mean, this is all case-by-case -case basis, to be honest. I don't know why I keep on moving the mics. Um, but, man, you need to seek God. You really have to, like... Yeah, but be... Okay, I know we got to seek God. I get it. I'm not negating God's power but be practical like for example like you know when we had our issues we me and Elvis went through I think the first five six years five, of five. of of severe growth now in context you know when I got married he I was 17 when he got married he was 19 we were very childlike right there was so many things that we had unaddressed to learn mm -hmm. and mature from when we did get we together. We both came from the dysfunctional family. Um, um, so, families, you know, so. not that it justifies some of our behaviors, but it, it in, in retrospect, when you look back and think about it, like it kind of makes sense how it got so sloppy and ugly all at once, right? So, I was, we were in it on and on together for five years. We roughed it out for five years. For some people, five years might be too long to not see a constant, you know, change. Yeah. Right. For someone else, it can be a month. It can be six months. Some people. Yeah. But the difference is we were willing to change. Right. It got to a point where it's like, man, this is the person I love. This is the person I hurt. I failed this person. I need to change to get this person back. Right. But then again, I don't want to change and get this person back. And not have that trust that was in between us. Now, I'm going to have to work and put in my part. You're going to have to work and put in your part to gain that trust again. Yeah. And that's why when I said, okay, if this is my situation, I have to look for God. Meaning when I when I said that, it wasn't only about seeking God, but it was more about I have to have an internal growth, right? Because when you were talking about, oh, we had to go through a lot of stuff and grow in a lot of areas in our life was... A lot of times, if you're going through that situation, especially that one in particularly, I would say that you would not only need internal help, but you need a support system, right? We didn't have a group As of people. As the person being offended, you're speaking. I'm you're correct. Sp okay. Correct. Correct. People that could actually help you get out of that situation. And listen, even if you got to separate, I'm not saying divorce, but separate for a time period. To see if the other person really wants to change, then you could have that great um, um, space to see if really this person wants to change. So, in in short, to what Elvis said, basically, as 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 long as you're willing to to wait, as long as you're willing to. But the wait, other person has to want to change because think about it. If this person, no, no, no. Because think about it. If this person cheated on you, right? Let's just talk about the cheating portion real quick right and they don't see it as a bad thing yeah. right or especially as a man perspective right be like oh no she's gonna be with me regardless because she knows what we want right because as a man you think like oh that's a woman she knows what she wants she knows if she's with me knowing that i cheated she's okay with it yeah. it could happen again and she's gonna forgive me again it probably won't happen tomorrow but five years five months from now i'm gonna cheat again and she was willing to accept me now she's gonna accept me again so i'm gonna do it again Whenever I have like that itchy, right, it's almost like a fever, 
right? You you throw yourself a little bit of water, but eventually that fever comes again unless it's treated. you have that completely cure of that particular situation. Meaning, I'm like, listen, babe, I don't want to make you pass through what I made you pass through in the past. Like, I know I realize mm-hmm. I failed you as a man and I don't want to fail you again. If you don't get to that point in life where that man feels that way, then you're going to have to either decide to know that this may happen again, right? That's the consequences. Or give it enough time to him for him to realize that what he did was wrong. So again, it still it still ties into as long as that person's willing to to measure the change. Correct. There's no there's no te- sign, time time span. But I think that if it's every single day that you are in suffering, I run away, man. The, you there needs to be some some there has form to be of a break, line right because that's what I was telling Elvis because we we were talking about it and we're going back and forth and I'm like you can't tell me if I'm beating you every day physically with no. my hands that you're gonna sit there and be like okay I'm gonna like I you know I want to be practical because I believe in the power of God and I know God is sovereign and He can change anyone and He can do whatever He wants in an instant right but. You're going to tell me, that's what I was telling him, like that if I sit here and I'm slapping you and punching you every single day, marking your body, that you're going to still sit and wait. No, because no. it's a safety issue. Like yeah. you have to, especially if you have kids too, and I'm not, you know, no judgment because I haven't been there, right? I've seen it and, and I've seen it through in my in family too, but, you know, that's their story to tell. Um, So... Your tolerance is your tolerance, right? You have to make that decision, right? If, if, is my life in jeopardy, right? Is your life in jeopardy or is it a matter of life and death if you continue staying in that same household? Are your children, if you have children, at risk, right? Are they seeing this, right? Because I've seen it. I, I saw it for a long time and, and, and it's sad to not be able to do anything for that person, right? And... You know, it still affects you. You may just not speak about it as a kid, but then as an adult, when they're in their relationships and what they're pursuing, they're it's gonna follow them, right? So maybe for El- me and Elvis, just because I witnessed domestic violence doesn't mean I, I I found a partner that also mistreated me physically. But I was more of the I wouldn't say aggressor in that I would hit him, but I was very aggressive. Like I was very strong. I still am strong character right because i was always like well i'm never gonna let anyone do that to me so i'm gonna be the tough cookie right so i is is that part formulated right so you have to think about the impact that is causing are my kids scared are are they at risk of getting hurt right because sometimes there's partners that hit only the spouse and don't touch the children right so it's all those things that kind of have to play in part right but if you're in in immediate danger you did it's okay to just be like, I need a break. Now, what you figure out to do after, take your time, right? But as long as you're in, as far, as far I'm talking about as far as physical abuse. Um, That's why I wanted to kind of separate them because these are two very uh, drastic topics, mm-hmm. right? Because nobody want to be cheated on. No. A man doesn't want to be cheated on because a woman doesn't want to be cheated on. But then you're talking about domestic violence, that just takes you at another level, right? You're talking about two things that both are equally uh, um, challenging, right, to kind of deal with. But when you have both of them, man, I automatically, off of the top of my head, know for a fact that you can't deal with this alone. You need somebody to help you. 
And sometimes it, it doesn't have to be friends. It doesn't have to be family. You need professional help. Yeah. Somebody. It's crazy because if you look at the question, right, and, and I don't want to judge anybody because I've been in that situation, but sometimes I could be a little bit more blunt about things. Um, the person that asked the question, right, asked about how would I uh, talk to the church or how. Forget about the church. The church is here to actually uh, um, help you grow again, uh, help you move forward out of the situation you're in. The church will receive you with open arms. You shouldn't have to explain anything right yeah. now to any. That's what bothers me, right, the most, because a lot of times we figure that, oh, as leaders, even as leaders, we don't have to explain what's going on in our personal life. Do I think that our leaders should know? Our pastor, if we have a good relationship with them, which we should as a leader, absolutely we should tell them. That way they could cover us. But at the same time, we don't got to go up there or think about how would people look at me. Forget about how people look at you. How does God look at you, right? We never act. We're like, oh, how they're going to look at me. How this? No. How does God look at you, right? Because if you have kids, is God seeing you as a mother that is actually looking over the well-being of those kids? Because those kids are getting hurt if there's any. I don't know if there is yeah, or if yeah, there general. isn't. Uh, but just in general, whoever's in that circle and knows about that current situation is hurt too. Yeah, and um, and it, and that's what we had responded immediately. It was kind of like you don't owe, you don't owe people explanations. No, but it does become hard, especially when you're um when it comes to family who might see certain things, and you know everybody's gonna have an opinion about the decision you're you're considering or want to make for yourself and your family. Um, but I, I we also did mention that you know don't you don't necessarily gotta have to give explanations, but I think reaching out to your pastor or someone in leadership that you know is confidential, meaning it's not gonna go it's not Spread about it out going around spreading your business. It's about being able to give sound advice. And if and if not sound advice to pray with you, mm -hmm. right? Like, listen, let's present this petition to God, right? Maybe I can't give you advice as to what decision to make right now for X, Y, Z, whatever it is exactly that you're you're, you're saying you're done with uh, the relationship. But let me pray with you, right? Because prayer, prayer really is to change us. Yes. Right. We. We sometimes think it's going to change our circumstance, but a lot of it, prayer is to change us, right? And it doesn't mean in a marriage that there is some abuse or cheating that you're the problem. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is it, it, it helps you manage mm -hmm. with what others do to you, right? Because we cannot control what happens in our life around us sometimes. There's choices we make that have this consequence, yes. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times how others treat us, we don't really have a control of what we can control is how we're going to react, how we're going to respond. And what do we do now with that? We know, all right, this is the type of relationship I have with said person. Um, so prayer helps changes. So finding someone in, in leadership, preferably your pastor who can pray with you fast with you. But you know, the situation, and I'm sorry for interrupting. She mentioned, uh, that her parents are are, are they're pastors. They're not hers. Though. Oh, they're not her pastors. Oh, okay, not that's hers. all I was gonna say because when you have them as 
as you, even if even if you go to your mother and your father, I just think that you're they're gonna get a different response. Where it's like, don't no. don't give up My, and, and, and this and that. That's that's what I think overall, especially as well, conservative. I think, what I think, par- let me finish. I as think cons- because they're pastors. Though. Yes, as conservative parents, I think it would be a little bit more like that. But you need see this for me is and people that know me know that I say this all the time. These are yes people. You need no people. People that know how to tell you no. People that tell you no. Take this out of the equation, and I think it's a mixture of things, right? You need prayer, which is good for your personal growth. Regardless of the outcome, you guys stay together, get divorced. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you're still going to grow spiritually, and you're going to move forward, right? And you're going to learn that throughout this process, this is going to be painful. Regardless of what choice you make, mm-hmm. even you being present, even you asking us the question is a painful, painful situation, knowing the fact that you don't have the answers to everything and that you're not going to know tomorrow and that you probably never even signed up to be with a, a person that is who they are today. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that you need somebody not only to hold you in that prayer, but also to hold you like accountable, meaning Listen, has anything changed? Is the progress? What's going on? Are, are, are you um, seeking for other help? Are you progressing? Have Has he done it again? Has he touched you again? Right? Something consistently of making sure. Because we can have a dialogue today. But that's not going to fix something that no. who knows how long ha- ha- this has been happening. Yeah. Because if they're asking you how long should I wait, who knows if it's been a while that they have been waiting. And they're like, okay, when do I stop? Right? Yeah. So I think part of it is, having that conversation, right? Letting said person know. And, you know, it's not only um, for any area, like letting them know what you're not okay with Mm -hmm. and what you're you're not going to continue tolerating, right? You have to vocalize the stuff that you're not okay with. You got to put a line. You got to put a line. You have to seek some form of counseling, right? So if you're a Christian, finding that spiritual support, but also practical, right? And 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 very important, if you're going to seek help, and the other person doesn't want to do it. You still go and get help. Yeah. Right. Regardless, you gotta invest in you. Yeah. You, like Denise said earlier, when you go pray or when you do this counseling, you're working on yourself, and that's a domino effect. If the person next to you is the one that's gonna be with you for the rest of their life, they're gonna fall in the circle. They're gonna be like, it's crazy how they're, gonna they're have the to catch victim. Up. But yet they're still being merciful with me. So it's going to come a point where they're going to want to have to change themselves if this is the person for you. And if that person really cares for you, right? Um, And this, it applies to anything because after a while they're going to see like, I'm really messing up. Like I'm I'm really slacking. And this person just continues to, to give love and be love even when I least deserve it, right? And um, someone who talks a lot about that, and I'm reading her her book, is Joyce Meyer, when she speaks about when she first got married with her husband. I think it's her second husband, um, the one she has now, Dave, I think. And she's talking about how she was mean and, like, miserable because of all the stuff that she had in her, like, all the unresolved stuff. And that she kept saying that what impacted her was that he just continued giving her love and being loved to her. Regardless of 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 her moods, he didn't allow how she was to change who he was. Mm. And um, I think that's when we go through things in our marriage, that is the very, like, that's one of the hardest parts, right? And I'm speaking in general because the, a lot of the surveys that I found, the top in divorce reasons is lack of commitment, right? 
And and I think that it's, it's important to know that you have control of only you. I mm-hmm. cannot control what my partner does or when my partner will change. Mm-hmm. I can only decide, am I going to stick by them and have to tragarme and sometimes bite my tongue when I want to lash back, right? Because with me and Elvis, a lot of the problem was, too, that it was kind of like who can be pettier, right? It became, it became that, right, for a long time. It became who can... All right, you're going to hurt me. You're going to spite me. I'm going to spite you back. Mm -hmm. And that didn't help either of us, right? Because it just continued piling up the hurt and the resentment and nothing was being resolved. So we have to kind of really be self-aware, right? That our heart doesn't change because of the things of life. And it's so hard to do it when you're in the middle of pain, but... Seeking God helps in that area. And don't, but I still don't agree with the whole physical abuse. That's the only thing that I would say. Like, you need to act immediately. If you're continually getting yeah. physical abuse, I mean, the pray and everything is good, but you, yeah. need, you, you need more than that. You need space. You, yeah. can, you can't, and, and that person has to show that they want to change afterwards because. And we saw that we were, uh, we heard, I heard a sermon. It's really good. It's called Married. Married but miserable, but I think Pastor Vlad, something that is on YouTube, and he speaks about that at the end of his sermon about um the need for sometimes for separation in a situation like that, and how that separation time is really gonna be that break is the make it or break it, yep. right? Because that break is gonna say, I messed up. She's she or he's not joking. Like if I don't get my act together, I'm really gonna lose this person. Yeah. Um, right. And and either they're going to change or they're going to continue doing them because he even said it. He was like, if they're already cheating and, and um, you know, my, my advice is for you to separate from the cheating, the constant cheating. And your fear is that you're already going to lose him. You technically have already lost him. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, that is so true because sometimes we fear all, oh, but he's going to leave me. If he's going to leave you and he's choosing to abandon you and walk out on the relationship, that's a decision he made. Right. Because it means that eventually he was probably going to do that decision. <laughs> but you gave him the green light and said, you know what? No more up to here. Right. I'm done with this. I don't want to deal with this. It, I want to continue the relationship with you. But if you're going to be willing to be different. um, And I and I like that part that he said it because it kind of like normalizes that is OK. Does it mean that every time that me and others are going to argue, I'm going to be like, oh, we're separating. No, it's, it's not like that either. Right. Or I'm going to throw the. The, the deed card, like we used to say, the divorce card, um, just because, no, we got to learn also to have certain conversations and, and and get a little bit uncomfortable and hear the things that we may not like mm-hmm. to be willing to compromise and to grow. Yeah, you should be able to express yourself and, and, and talking with me should be a safe zone regardless of if I like what you say or you don't, right? Mm-hmm. This bothers you, that bothers you, this bothers or I could tell you stuff, right? Because that's our safe zone. I should yeah. be able to tell you what bothers me, right? I shouldn't have to bubble all of that in because that's what gets you to the bigger issues and whatnot. So what one thing I did love about um, the video you shared with me was that he says, um, you don't finish. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm finished with this relationship. I'm getting divorced and whatnot right away. And they haven't tried it all, right? They haven't tried counseling. 
um, group sessions. They haven't tried having their pastor oversee. They haven't tried prayer, right? You haven't, you have to try it all. And that's when you're like, okay, at this point, I'm finished because I did try it all. Like I've exhausted all my resources. You can't go talk to your leader or your pastor and expect everything to be good right away and said, yeah, I tried it. No, it takes time and time with these leaders and pastors and really see if this relationship is going to get better, right? Because, I mean, it's a complicated situation, yeah. right? Yeah. And, you know, regardless whether it's in marriage, anywhere in life, we're going to go through through suffering. We're going to go through situations, right? But And this is a married couple. But seasons, right? I'm, I'm big on seasons. It cannot be that all year... I'm at bat with my partner. Like we cannot be in friction for a whole year. Like yeah. that that that's that's crazy to me. That's questionable. But why you know, are you with them if like everything is always we, bad? Why are we constantly arguing? Why am I miserable with you? Why am I so sad with you a whole year? Like that that to me is crazy, right? That's when you have to kind of also use your your spiritual warfare hat and be like, what is happening in the spiritual realm, right? What is going on? Even me and I was like, sometimes like we have disagreements, especially since we've been doing the podcast. I'm like, thing, what's going on? Right? Like, this is not normal. Not to say that we're never going to not have disagreements, but you got to analyze, like, wait, what is happening that is either what is natural or what is spiritually trying to attack your home mm -hmm. to bring that division, right? Because the enemy is always at work. He's always at work to divide, to kill, never to unify, always to bring confusion, and division, especially now where it's easily the message in the world to just be like, deuces, I'm out. I don't, you don't like the color blue and I like the color blue. We're done. Right. That's how like easily it is now for for the world to just be done with 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 an, with something that you've committed to. And, and marriage is a lifelong investment. And I was telling Elvis is that you grow the most. With your marriage. And with your children, right? Those are the, the key people after your parents and siblings when you grow up as a child, but in your adulthood, that are going to shape you. Why? Because They know Elvis, how to get under your skin. They know That's how why. to get your skin, but they see every side of you. Elvis and Elanis, well, Elina too, have seen, you know, the best side of mom and the ugliest side of mom. Elvis has seen the best side as Denise, the wife. And Denise and Elvis has seen the ugliest side of of Denise, right? God has seen the best of Denise as a woman, and he's seen the worst, right, of of it, right? But they see it all, right? What you guys see is still it's it's genuine, but there's always a little bit of filter, absolutely, because ain't nobody can handle sometimes yeah. the ugly sides that we have, right? You don't see it. <laughs> you don't, don't want to see it. Sometimes I don't want to see it, right? But they see that. So how can you expect that them seeing that even the ugliness that is always going to be, it's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies, but yeah. it shouldn't always be suffering. There should always be more rainbow and butterflies. Yeah. There's a lot of dark nights. There's, there's going to be tough moments, but it's kind of measuring, am I safe? Um, is it, is that person gonna change and evolve? Are they really showing fruits of, of, of sowing of, of what they're, of what they're sowing? Um, because if not, you're, it's, it's gonna, you'll continue in an endless cycle and, but you have to continue also working on yourself. 
and regardless of whatever choice you make, and this goes back to when, whenever we were going through one of the worst seasons of our lives of, of even considering getting divorces, it's going to be painful regardless, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be painful if you stay with the person, but it's going to be very painful if you do leave the person. I, I know that for a fact. because It's like grieving. Yes, it's, it's almost like grieving. So it's like you have to make a choice of what pain you want to go through, but you are going to go through some type mm-hmm. of pain, some type of um, emotional stuff. And that's why we keep on saying that you have to focus on your own personal growth, on your own spiritual life, and, and really get intimate with God yeah. and, and seek help. Don't do this alone. Don't, don't, don't do this alone. I think all of us come to a point in life where we're like, okay, I can't do this alone. I don't have the answers to everything. And that's all right. That's part of life. Yeah. And it's funny that you, uh, you know, we're talking about that because I remember um, I was going to my, I was in John Jay doing my undergrad during that time. And I was in a class, um, a philosophy class of death and dying. Mm Mm-hmm. And we had to write an essay about death. Mm-hmm. And I wrote about um, how, about grief, because we were reading um, C.S. Lewis's book about uh, about him, the process of how he felt about losing his wife. And I wrote about losing you. Like, I literally wrote an essay, and, and he, um, I got an A, about how I... I hadn't experienced grief yet during that time. Like, no one really close to me had passed away. But I felt like Elvis passed away because the person that I knew or thought I knew died in this process of mm. talking about divorce. Um, and, and it's like that. Like, you you know, it, it's like what you thought. I, I don't think anyone who's considered divorce or is divorced married and said, this is not going to be forever. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I've heard people maybe... It's probably like a one percent of people that have probably said I should have known from that red flag dating. But I don't think when you walk no, down no, that no. aisle yeah. that you're thinking that this you is gonna have forever. an end. Um, so it, it it can be painful. And not only painful for us, if if whoever's if, around, if you have kids, those kids are. I'm not saying stay in a marriage because of the kids, but sometimes you need to do that. And re-fall in love with your spouse Yeah, again. Joyce Meyer said and, that. And I was like, eh. And, and I think for certain people, like, if there's no extreme things, right? Because the thing is, majority... Right, there's things that you can work, which is The majority is of the stuff. people, I would say 90% of the time, what most people are saying now is, I don't love you anymore. Yeah. I don't feel for you the same. So when have you put in work to start falling in love with this person mm-hmm. again? When, you got to go back to the beginning when you did fell in love with this person again, right? It's like, oh, no, I don't have... No, this is not about emotion. This is about having a feeling for somebody for the rest of my life. Love right? is a choice. Yes. And if you're choosing to give up on something that's so valuable that you're not going to find it everywhere. Because with anybody you're with, you're going to have disagreements. You're going to have different seasons is who's worth fighting for that regardless of whatever season I'm going through, I'm going to keep on fighting for this person because this is the person I love, Yep. right? And, and listen, this is just an encouragement to whoever is going through whatever season in, in your life. If you're going through a bad season, pray, seek for God, look for help if you're going through something extreme and just grow because marriage is such a beautiful thing yeah. when you get to live it, right? We've been 14 years married. It hasn't always been beautiful, 
But we could say, man, I love my love. I love my life. I love my wife. I love my kids. And I'm living the life I want to live. Like and, all and, the poor and this, choices. And this I owe to God. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, like all the poor choices, all the the tears, all the frustrations, all the slam doors. I feel like we're worth where we are now. Absolutely. Right? That I would do things differently Certain with the information anyone yes, would. Yes. But if if I had to go through it again to be where I'm a cry, where I am, I would do it again. Oh, babe, I and, love um, you. I think in the moment you don't think that, right? Because it's it's hard to be suffering, right, with someone you love. And um, I don't know who needs to hear, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. Yes. Um, it might be different for you. It might not be that you get to still redo and reconstruct the relationship. But even if it, it leads to you having to, that you did everything, Denise, I prayed, I fasted, I looked for God. I, I we sought counseling or I sought counseling by myself until he or she couldn't anymore and you let it go. There's a light under the, after that tunnel as well. There's hope for you too. And I think that that's also a part that, um, that makes me sad for other people who, who have had it like a bad luck with love that they feel that they're not worthy of finding love or that they're never going to find it again. God is good and gracious enough that he loves you enough that even if you have been divorced, that you there's a life for you too and there's hope um but one thing i did want to say before we you know we do close out is in the preaching what i really like that he said was forgiveness is done for you right you make the you you choose to forgive the person who hurts you for yourself right it takes one person to for forgiveness but it takes two for restoration Mm. and that hit me because as much as I can forgive my partner for everything I've endured, if that partner is not willing to put in the work, we would not be able to f- absolutely to be restored again, right? So meaning, like, if there's cheating and, you know, if maybe it's going to require you, like, checking in with me when you're going out until I'm able to kind of feel that peace again and they're not willing to or they, you know, you know, there, there has to be some compromise and understanding, um, to be able to be able to restore um, back to uh, a, a place where you don't have that offense kind of hovering over you, but it is possible. Um, and I'm sure there's so many much any more things that we can say about absolutely about this because it is a, a a a wide conversation and there's so many aspects to it. But definitely seek counseling. Um, there's so many forms of therapy, of couples therapy, um, you know, spiritual therapy. There's Christian therapists. Seek counseling from leadership, spiritual leaders who are really going to pray with you and and pray to God for guidance. Don't make any decisions. Don't make permanent decisions on temporary feelings, right? So don't make a decision because you're angry, frustrated, or sick of it right now. Um, take a moment, take some time to pray and, and ask God for wisdom and just know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. So uh, there is light, there is hope and this too shall pass. It may not feel like it now. It sounds cliche and it's hard to hear, but there is hope. Good talk, babe. It was, I don't know why I cried. Jesus. (laughs) It had to be said, guys. And it was said. Take care, guys.